0: Turn on the evening news, open the newspaper, go to whatever news website you go to, and it's pretty much the same news day in and day out. There's some war somewhere, there's crime all over the place, more people being killed. You can begin to ask yourself when is this going to end? There's a reason why I don't even like watching the news anymore. You know, you can look at this world that's filled with violence, you can look at this world that surely has its problems, and it's be easy to begin to ask the question, where is God in the midst of all of this? After all, if God is all-knowing, all-loving, and all-powerful, why are there all these bad things going on? There's a lot of people out there who have all kinds of solutions about how to fix the problems. But I dare say they're asking the wrong question. You see, you can't figure out how to fix it until you realize what it actually is. Where does it come from? It's the same question James asks us in our second reading. He says, where does all this problem, all this sin come from? And he answers the question for us by pointing the finger back at us. Sin, destruction, violence in this world is a result of choices of individual human beings. You see, God created the world good. It's we as humans who get in here and we mess it up. And how do we mess it up? Well, he goes on. It's ultimately about selfishness. It's about us wanting certain things or to fulfill certain desires and just thinking about the immediate moment. You know, this question is one of the biggest questions that keeps a lot of high school and college students from really coming to believe in Jesus. They ask the question, look, if God really loves me and he can do anything, why does he allow this thing called evil to exist? To answer that, we have to understand first what evil is. It's not a thing. It's actually the absence of something. Sin is nothing more and evil is nothing more than the absence of good. Where do you have evil? You have evil where there is no good. It's like darkness. Black is not a color. It's the absence of light. When you want black to disappear, what do you do? You shine a light on it. And pretty soon there is no blackness or darkness around. The same is true with evil. It's not a thing. It's only there when the good is not there. So if you want to drive the evil out, you have to fill it with goodness. This is why John F. Kennedy once famously said that all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Because if we stop doing good, you are left with evil. But the beauty of it is it only takes a little bit of good to drive out the darkness. If you've ever been in a dark room, you know you don't need to turn all the lights on for the darkness to disappear. We've all done it. You just take your phone out and the little backlight on your phone oftentimes is enough to drive out darkness. The same is true with evil just a little bit of good can make all the difference i learned this firsthand my first year in the seminary we would go out once a week and we'd all be given different sort of community service jobs my first year i was assigned to an after school program with the missionaries of charity in north city mother teresa's order let's just say it was a little bit of a culture shock for this west county kid whose parents told me you don't go to that part of the city But it was a program where these kids would come after school, we'd play, we'd help them with their homework, we'd feed them dinner, we'd try to take them into the chapel and pray. I don't think we ever got them to sit still for more than a minute. It's actually the first place I learned about DFS, sadly, from some of the things we experienced with those children. I remember about halfway through the year, I was growing increasingly frustrated. I remember thinking to myself, all this work and it's doing nothing. Why am I really here? And so I made the mistake of saying that to one of the missionaries of charity. If you ever want to be put in your place, tell your problems to a religious sister. They have a way of putting them into perspective. I said, sister, what are we even doing here? Sure, these kids come for a few moments, but then they go back to these horrific conditions. We've been here for months now and we still can't even get them to sit still in the chapel." And in a way that only a poor nun can do, this sister looked at me and she said, you know, these couple hours these students are here might be the only goodness they experience all week. She said that little time that they spend here may be their only encounter this week with what is good. And if they never come to experience what is good, They will never pursue it in their life. If all they know is evil and bad things. And there's no light held out for them of there's another option for you. Then you're right. There's no good we can do. But if we can show them just a little bit of goodness. If we can actually show them that they are loved and that they are cared for. Just a couple hours a week could change their life. I don't know what went on and happened to those children, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of goodness and the darkness is driven out. Jesus gives us this key in today's gospel. Here you have the apostles arguing about who is the greatest. Jesus calls forward a child. Children at the time of Jesus were about as low in society as could be. And he says, whoever receives just one of these receives me. You know, sometimes when we see all the problems in the world, we think that we need big solutions to fix these big problems. And I'm not saying we don't, but I don't know of anyone in this church today who's got the power or the authority to have one of those big solutions. But there are just over 700 families in this parish, each and every one of us with different jobs and different family situations, where all of us encounter sin and evil in our life. Imagine how much different the world would be if just one person in each of our families made it a point to bring goodness where evil exists. It could be a simple comment to a family member we don't talk to. A simple hello to a stranger on the road. Maybe a comment to a coworker. A little bit of light can cast out a lot of darkness. My friends, the question that James asks where does all this stuff come from is an age old question. It's a question that hopefully each and every one of us has asked. His answer from 2,000 years ago still reigns true today. The conflicts come from us. We get in the way. We mess up the goodness that God has put into this world. I think the challenge for us then is to have the courage to bring the goodness back. To in those areas where we see darkness or evil. To allow ourselves to be the light which casts out the darkness around us.